Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another one of my podcasts. Today we're talking about the effect that punk rock in the 90s had on culture and is still having on culture. I feel like it's a topic that is kind of brushed under the rug and not a lot of people talk about. Um, And so before we get too into detail about specifically the 90s and what punk rock had to do with everything that happened and we need to go into a deep history of the history of punk rock we need to know what we're learning about you know you can't learn about math without learning what two plus two is or what the vision is so punk rock really started getting a movement and followers in the 70s it was around in the 60s but you know that was just its forming times um, when people were starting to develop the sound, there were, weren't really any huge bands in the 60s. Some big bands like the Sex Pistols and the Romans were founded then, though. Um, and so first, I would like to play probably the most popular punk song ever that came out in the 70s by the Romans. It's called Bitch Craig Bob. And you got you all will most likely know it, unless you're pretty young, but... You know, it came out before our parents' time even, and I know it, so... So, as you can tell, that song is pretty upbeat. It has a little bit of distortion, but it sounds a lot like songs that were coming out in the 70s, you know? You have the guitar, you have the intense drums, um, you just have all these sounds that are being portrayed. You know, a simple four-person band, the vocalist is the main concentration during this era. And it's about having fun, it's about like dressing up rebellious it's all about that punk hasn't really gotten to the point in the 70s where it's having any big anti-establishment anti-establishment movies i mean moves but you will find this in the 80s which i'll show you next i'm gonna show you two songs from the 80s the first one being institutionalized by suicidal tendencies and the next one being john wayne it was a nazi by mdc Um, as you can tell by that little snippet I showed you, um, it's a lot more grungier and the vocals are kind of mixed with the instrumentals and it kind of sounds, it's harder to understand, but that, as you can tell by 
the name of the song and about the and the lyrics it's really anti-establishment it's anti the government it's anti the machine if you listen to the whole song which i recommend all everyone does it's about this kid who's struggling and is going through a hard time in high school and everyone's calling him insane they think he's on drugs they think he's they take him to these mental institutions they take him to therapy and he says am i the crazy one just because i can't cope with your system and he doesn't think it is he they claim the machine is what's crazy the thing telling us that we have to be these perfect beings is what's crazy and that was a big thing that was seen in the 80s and that still and it continues to the 90s um but they also counter i mean attack subjects like john wayne being a nazi and stuff with john wayne was a nazi As you can see, there's a lot of aggression in his voice, and these vocals aren't very pretty. In the 80s especially, vocals didn't have to be pretty. It was all about being the opposite, almost. It's all about looking ugly. It's all about looking mean and edgy. You know, people started wearing spikes. They started wearing makeup. They started shaving their heads into mohawks. They started wearing stickers and patches all over getting tattoos all over their body this was a big thing um to be aggressive you know you don't want to blend in you want to stick out and having like these grunge vocal grungy vocalists like mdc and suicidal tendencies have really make them stick out and that's something you kind of see in the 90s but it's not as drastic there are a lot of um into very different vocalists they all sound very different from each other. And the first song, which is from the earlier part of the 90s by NOFX, is called Linoleum. And I'll play that for you guys right now. this song's talking about how he's not crazy he's just a person and this was a mainstream thing in punk in the 90s it's people saying hey we're just people there's no need to hate on us we just like this genre of music and as you can tell his vocals are still very rough very rough and i don't know why this was such a big thing in punk but it wouldn't be the same without it 
you know, these aggressive, it sounds like they're beating up their instruments while they play, and it sounds like he's tearing out his vocal cords, but it makes like this rough music that's kind of catchy. It's hard to listen to, but it's catchy. Um, so following that, you start seeing bands like Blink-182 and Green Day. These two bands were the most impactful bands, I believe, for punk and its future. The reason why is because they started combining elements of pop into their punk music and so made a new genre all by itself called pop punk. And also with Blink-182, they were this huge band. They got massive. They were on MTV. And that was never seen before in the punk community. And they, the singer, the main singer, Tom DeLonge, he was a, almost a pro skater. He was attractive. He was in magazines, and he was prom king in his high school in California. So it really showed that punk isn't just for me, like aggressive people, like a lot of people thought. Punk wasn't just for social outcasts. It could be for everyone. It's something anyone can enjoy. And so this is kind of what Blink-182 did with punk music. As you can tell, still very loud instrumentals and kind of a rough boy voice, but not as rough. And if you follow Blink-182 farther on their journey, you'll be able to see that they mellow out their voices within the next two albums from this. This is from their Dude Ranch album. Um, so two albums, Enema of a State comes out. His voice is much, much more practiced and taken care of. And you can tell that by their song, Adam's Song, that came out. Um... So they really made punk into this beautiful sounding genre of music. And that's never been seen before. And a lot of people didn't like that. But then Green Day was also a band. And they were they did the same thing. They made punk into like this r classical Rockmore sounding thing. And they are really credited for killing punk for a while, Green Day is. Because they got so massive that they suffocated all the other types of punk. The only types of punk people wanted to listen to and show on MTV was this pop punk, this punk rock, you know, these hybrids. Um, and it really killed out grunge and deathcore. It really just destroyed these smaller genres. And here's kind of what the first soundings of Green Day came along. And you can hear, like, the mixture already on their first album, Dookie. You can hear, hear the mixture of punk and classic rock. So as you can see, 
there is this smooth sound. It's instead of sounding like they're beating their instruments against the stage and being so aggressive, they actually are playing them in this beautiful rhythm. And Billy Joel Armstrong, his voice is beautiful. It's easy to listen to. You can relax. You could drive in traffic to that song, you know? It's just fun. All these songs that were coming out in this time period were fun. They were like, hey, we don't need to take ourselves too seriously. And that's really what got punk big is because it was easy to get into. But then in the earlier 2000s, it started taking itself too seriously again. You know, there were bands like The Offspring coming out that were just, they're great bands, but they didn't have the magic that older punk did, if that makes sense. And so punk eventually died out. It didn't get as big um, anymore. It wasn't on the mainstream starting 2010-ish. And now we're starting to see artists come back to punk. We're starting to see it like it's getting discovered again. They think they're coming out with these original sounding pieces of art because no one's listened to them anymore. And when you hear it, it is punk rock driven and I have it is punk rock sounding and I have two perfect sound songs to show to you guys one is title track by Machine Gun Kelly the other one is Swimming by Trippy Red Um, and they both have a really cool thing that connects them that I'll tell you about in a second so this is title track by Machine Gun Kelly I sold some tickets to come see my downfall. It sold out in minutes. I saw friends in the front row. They'll leave when I'm finished. And the light to my name's gone. Cause the ones who gas you up only come around when the flame's on it. Alright, so that was title track with Machine Gun Kelly, and this is Swimming by Trippy Red. So the big thing is you can't with both of these is these guys used to be big rappers. They were huge in the rapping community. And if you go back to any of their albums, they don't really have songs like this. It's all heavy electronic backed songs. But now they are releasing these songs that are getting massive. Um, Ticket for My Down Show by Machine Gun Kelly is his most successful album. And this album by Trippy Red is also a massive success. And what's interesting to me is they both are using the drummer for Blink-182, Travis Barker, to make their beats. I do not think that is a coincidence. I think that punk rock was so massive in the 90s that they decided to come back to it and it is working. 
the bi- biggest band, Blink-182 in the 90s, one of the biggest ones at least, um, figured something out that people liked. They figured out the beat. Travis Barker is a genius when it comes to writing song beats. And they, and these two rappers and everyone else is starting to figure this out. And they're combining the two biggest genres of music, I think, in history together to make something incredible. To make I love these two artists very much now. Punk rock wasn't just a genre of music, though. It was also a movement. It was a group of people. It was something beautiful. It was... It just impacted everything in such a major way in fashion. For example, um, with a culture being made out of punk rock, punk rock started out as this underground thing. It was kind of like the land of the misfits toys. It was this group of people who didn't feel like they belonged and so they started their own group they declined social norms because they didn't feel like they belonged to in society so they cut their hair the way they wanted to they dyed it the way they wanted to they wore what they wanted to they got tattooed on their body what they wanted to it was a way to feel like they had control over a confusing world and they were very accepting a lot of these communities they accepted the outcasts. They made them feel like they were wanted and desired. And I believe that punk rock helped a lot of kids in the 90s and the 80s who were confused and didn't feel like they belonged. It helped them find themselves. And with punk rock having the values that it had with being political and being motivated and bettering yourself, it really helped and accepting mental health problems it really helped these youth be better themselves and become smart. And you see a lot of old punk rockers being politicians and being teachers and professors now. And it's and I think it is because of the music and the community. They grew up being told to go out and protect what you believe in and attack what you don't believe in and to really change society in the way that you want it to be changed. Because it's your life, you can do what you want. And punk rock really is about that when it comes down to it. It's about being who you are and finding the group of people who you fit in. And I believe that is why you see so many professors, so many lawyers, so many people who really are a huge part, have huge effects on our world being ex-punk rockers. Or punk rockers in hiding, you know? And it's really interesting to think about. Another huge thing that punk rock affected was what was mainstream, pop culture. They changed pop culture forever in the 90s. And the reason for this is they really started getting themselves mixed up in the skating scene. Punk rock really became the music for the skaters. And it very much still is the music for the skaters. You see, you would see bands like Sum 41, Blink-182, even Green Day riding skateboards. You saw them putting in their music videos professional skateboarders and skating competitions. They wrote songs about it. It really became, became in linked, locked, interlocked with skateboarding. And skateboarding being as massive as it was in the 90s helped boost punk rock. And because of this, you started seeing bands like 
Sum 41 and Blink-182 start getting episodes on them and their music videos on MTV, which was never seen before. It was usually only pop artists that were seen on MTV. And now you're seeing these punk rockers, you know? You're seeing Nirvana, live concerts of Nirvana on MTV. And the the 90s was just such a critical point for punk rock in so many ways. With punk rock being as massive as it was and affecting cultures uh, like skating and MTV and the music scene and just changing the lives of so many people in so many different ways, you like couldn't avoid punk rock in the 90s. And this was even seen in the fashion back in the 90s. You saw a lot of people wearing dark clothes baggy clothes you saw a lot of people wearing skater shoes you saw vans come into play and vans even started because they were so interlocked with punk music and metal they started to make warp tour and that was something that just ended a few years ago was vans warp tour i've been to a few of them where punk rock artists came and played music, and it was all paid for by Vans, the shoe and clothing company. And punk rock just changed everything because before, the in the 80s, the style was, you know, shiny clothes, colorful clothes. And then the 90s started getting farther along, and you started seeing chains, torn clothes, patches, all this becoming a big part of style and even if you look up the style 90s style you'll see people looking grungy you'll see people with crazy hair you'll see them their hair colored you'll see men with long hair you'll see women with super short hair it was really a mixing pot of styles and that carried on to the early 2000s um and it affected the way rap groups dressed it affected the way everyone dressed even today, you still see people walking around in punk music and band and stores like um, Hot Topic and even locally, Salt Lake City punk stores are still around. The heavy metal store is still around. You still see stores from this era that started in the 90s because of punk still being prominent, even though much of the people that shop at that store don't even listen to punk. It just changed style and fashion forever in conclusion of this podcast i really do believe that punk rock has changed and developed so much that now with the music that we listen to nowadays we don't uh, know that it was affected by punk rock and inspired by punk rock but in a lot of ways it actually has i can guarantee you the machine gun kelly fans and the trippy red fans who haven't really listened to punk rock think that it's original and think that it's new and really cool and in a lot of ways it is original and new but in a lot of ways it's old it's as old as the 70s it's just being put back into the mainstream and i really appreciate that and i love to see it and i believe that punk rock will come back and you'll see it affecting fashion and continue to affect music and culture and skating uh, it's truly a massive genre of music and a lot of people don't give it credit that it, that it deserves. And I bet we'll even see ba- more music coming that's more grungy, like 
the band Drive North or the band Swimmers. Um, they all are grungy punk rock bands that get a million listeners to a month on Spotify. And it's really cool to see that. And I do not think punk rock has lost its throne in music. I think that it just handed it down to rap for a few years. And it's coming back. And I can't find a better way to send you off from my podcast than a new song by by swimmers called Miley. I hope you all have a good day. And thank you for listening.